Auto Line Daily is brought to you by Bridgestone. For drivers who want to get the most out of their cars, it's Bridgestone or nothing. Dow Automotive Systems. Improving durability and increasing design flexibility with Betamate structural adhesives at DowBetamate.com. And by Hyundai. Experience the 2011 Hyundai Sonata today at HyundaiSonata.com. This is AutoLine Daily for August 29, 2011, and here's what's happening in the wonderful world of the automobile. Toyota lost a lot of sales, what with problems of unintended acceleration and production disruptions due to the earthquake in Japan, but Wards reports that loyalty remains high amongst Toyota owners. Jim Lentz, the COO of Toyota Motor Sales USA, says the company has won back all of its loyal car buyers and retained 75% of buyers intending to buy a competitor's vehicle. The company, which just introduced the new 2012 Camry, plans to launch 20 new models over the next two years. The company blames slow sales on low inventories, but expects levels to be completely normal by next spring. Porsche is going for Ferrari's throat. Reuters quotes the company's CEO, Matthias Mueller, as saying, it always irritated me that the 911 tops out at 250,000 euros and then the 918 continues starting at 750,000 euros. He says Ferrari has very little competition in the high end of the market and that there's room for a larger sports car like the 959 that Porsche built back in the 1980s. Mueller says the model could cost between 250,000 and 400,000 euros. And that seems to go well with this next story You've all heard the saying, the rich keep getting richer. Actually, I like the version that comes out of the hollers. Them that has, gets. And this applies to high-end car auctions as well. Bloomberg reports that really expensive cars at auctions are doing very well, while everything else is faltering. One reason the high-end cars are doing well, high-end customers are pulling money out of the yo-yoing stock market and putting it into something more tangible, like rare cars. Ford's EcoBoost strategy is running at Redline. Its 3.5-liter twin-turbo V6 is a huge seller in the F-150, and now the company is introducing a smaller four-cylinder version. This 2-liter unit is debuting in the 2012 Edge and Explorer, with many models to follow. The numbers it brings to the table are nothing short of impressive. This particular engine delivers 240 horsepower, 270 pound-feet of torque. In uh, the Edge vehicle, it delivers 30 miles per gallon on the highway, 21 miles per gallon in the city. In the Explorer, it delivers 28 miles per gallon on the highway, 20 miles per gallon in the city. And especially in the uh, Explorer vehicle, it's quite a contrast if you look at the previous generation of Explorer that we offered. If you were interested in fuel economy, you bought a 4-liter V6 that had 210 horsepower. It delivered 14 miles per gallon in the city, 20 miles per gallon on the highway. So if you look at this, with the 2-liter EcoBoost, we're producing more horsepower and torque in the Explorer product, and delivering eight miles per gallon better fuel economy than the previous generation of Explorer with the 4-liter V6. 
I can't wait for this EcoBoost engine to land in something smaller and lighter. Focus ST, anyone? The Channel Tunnel linking England and France is an impressive engineering achievement, but it ain't got nothing on a proposed underground connection between Russia and Alaska. According to The Times, Moscow revealed an ambitious plan to physically link the continents with a 64-mile-long tunnel, and that's roughly double the length of the channel, and it would run under the Bering Sea. Price tag? $65 billion. It would also contain a high-speed rail line, energy links, and a fiber-optic network. You know, Tsar Nicholas II proposed a similar idea, but then this messy affair called World War I got in the way. Russian officials estimate the tunnel could carry 100 million tons of freight each year. It's fascinating to watch all the electric cars that are being built all over the world. Here's a new entry called the Mia that was done by former Volkswagen designer Marat Gunak. It's a cute little EV that offers a longer wheelbase version and a panel wagon. It has a top speed of 68 miles an hour, a driving range of 75 to 80 miles, and can be recharged in only five hours. But here's the downside. Wards reports the price is, are you sitting down? Over $44,000. Even so, they've sold over 3,000 of them. They say there's almost 7 billion people in the world and that we're headed to 9 billion. So how does the automobile fit into that kind of society? We get to drive General Motors' vision of the future right after this. What if we always settled for the first thing that came along? Then we'd never have gotten here. Introducing the Sonata Hybrid from Hyundai. General Motors designed the NV concept car for an overpopulated world dominated by megacities. But this vision of the future is more than just a concept vehicle. It actually works, as I recently got a chance to find out. Imagine my surprise when I walked out of our offices and came across one of the weirdest vehicles I've ever seen running around in the parking lot next door. This is the electric NV from General Motors. Envy stands for environmental vehicle. Think of a Segway with a body on it. You get into the Envy by flipping up the entire front end of the vehicle. Then to get underway, the body rolls back on its chassis. The gyroscopes inside bring the nose off the ground. The vehicle balances itself on its two wheels and you're off. Later, I got the chance to drive it by myself, but I wanted to ask Tom Brown the engineer that GM sent over with the Envy, how he likes driving it because he spent weeks in China at the Shanghai World's Fair doing demonstrations. Now you were telling me that you were part of the display in China. You got to drive this thing. You've driven this more than anybody else. I'm sure there's a few Tom Brown tricks that you've come up with. Tell us about some. Well, one of the things that I like to do is um, take the vehicle and, and because of the, the safety aspects of it, they have a, a control algorithm that, that with the speed, they want to decrease the turning radius of it. So what I do is when I'm at zero speed, I can stop and, and turn the thing, turn the steering control and give it full command and it'll spin within its own footprint. Uh, and then what I like to do is, is start to apply 
the the forward command to it, and it'll it'll start unwinding like a pinwheel, and it gives a really unique feeling and kind of a, a neat feel to it. What else? Uh, one of the other things I like to do is give it a nice hard forward command, then a nice hard backwards, and turn it at the same time, and it gives it sort of this hovering effect, uh, almost like you're in an airplane or a helicopter feel. <laughs> so it's kind of unique to this vehicle. This is one of the coolest vehicles, Tom. Thanks so much for telling us about it. Thank you. GM actually designed three versions of the NV, one from its Australian design studio, which is the one I got to drive. There are also versions from its design studios in the United States and from Europe. And that's today's report. Thanks for watching. We'll see you tomorrow.